0: listening to On The Topic podcast. And this week, I am the harbinger of doom. I'm going to be purging shit into the sea. I'm Dan.
1: Uh, And I am rolling up my sleeves, bringing out every manner of sea bomb possible. And I am Alex. And uh, this week, Dan is going to get incredibly swearing. Indeed. Incredibly um, hot behind the collar. Uh, Because we are talking about things that
0: grinds our gears, things you could be committed to sea, aren't we? Yes, and we're going to be condemning them into the OTT Room 101 vault, which is located at the bottom of Portsmouth Harbour. So it is in the fucking sea. Yeah, already yeah, is. swearing, already swearing. He's already doing it. And um, I guess to that matter, yes, uh, we have
1: got an E for explicit because we probably won't be holding back. And in fact, some of you guys haven't either when you've given us some of your comments or voice notes so um if you uh if you're looking for an episode where we are polite we're well spoken we'll have some of that but actually in probably equal measure there'd be plenty of sweary words so if that's <laughs> not for you i mean i'm not quite sure why you still listen to the podcast channel um but probably give this one a, a swerve but otherwise if you're fine with it sit back relax and enjoy because we've got a splendid episode coming up for you this evening or this
0: morning or this afternoon wherever you're listening around the world Indeed. Uh, But I suppose before we kick things off, Alex, what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, um, hmm, it's been a week or so since we've last spoken. Uh, Work, a couple of days off here and there, work, work and work. Um, So nothing really at all, Dan. I mean, uh, just really preparing for um, next week where the family go on their annual holiday. We are not braving international skies this year for... It may, it may not be obvious to, to some listeners, um, but I just I, I think it's quite a good idea to get into a uh, metal tube with recycled air just quite yet for a long-haul distance. So we are going to go back up north in the UK to the lovely city of York. It's beautiful. It's northern. And it's very friendly. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be us. I'm looking forward to that. But otherwise, Dan, not an awful lot. Um, no. Oh, I rewatched watched um, Sunshine. Uh, the Boy- Danny Boyle um, science fiction thriller stroke horror. Oh,
2: yes. I don't yes. think you've seen
1: that one.
0: Uh, didn't that come up in our
1: favourite Noughties films? It did. It's, um, it's so good. And it actually stacks up today pretty well, actually. Um, it doesn't age itself. The direction's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's great film. So, uh, I think I watched that. Nothing else really of note. Um, so yeah, nothing really to report. down how about yourself? Anything exciting?
0: Uh, very much the same, to be honest, yeah. Alex. Um, watching sunshine. Just, just working, yeah. working, working. Um, still watching the Olympics. Of course, we're doing well oh, yeah. in that. I was, um, I was, I've <laughs> really done this.
1: Um, quite unprofessional, and I'll talk about unprofessional people in a minute. Um, it's one of my gears that I, that I grind. Uh, but I have uh, the Olympics on while I work. It's not the it's not the volume, which is I have it on the iPad that's mounted on the wall. And I've got many screens on, as I work, and I glance up, and you know, there's this horse riding, or there's athletics, or there's shooting, or there's archery, or there's something, and um, I turned it on, Dan, and there was rock climbing. Now this is new to me, Ooh, speed yeah. climbing, and I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I think it's really cool that there's. I think we talked about in the last episode how there's, um, skateboarding, mm. jiu
0: jitsu, or whatever. Three aside basketball, which is an odd concept.
1: Mm, I haven't heard that one.
0: It's but, just um, one hoop. One hoop. Is is that all
1: you need, Dan? It's That's all you need. need. Mm. But um. Yeah, the speed climbing. They, they 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 were they were climbing this thing like spider monkeys in like five seconds flat. As quick as it started, it, it was over. I've never seen anything quite like it before. Um, now, be it for me to question whether or not it's a natural Olympic sport, but there's no denying there's some skill there. So yeah, I'm really enjoying just seeing the the, the sheer variety of uh, sports on the moment, Dan. It's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal
0: yeah uh and talking of going away um at the time of recording in a couple of days i'll be as you say on a um tin tube mm. although not traveling far we're we're oh. finally getting over to cork in ireland to see my, the extended family as i call them or my other the half's emerald, mum, the emerald isles yeah so uh, we're looking forward to that um so we're both prepared you know we've got our we have to prove that we've had our jabs and that we're staying at this address, blah, blah, blah. All that monarchy, because I'm sure mm. the uh, Irish government mm. will check up on us like they did last September. But, did yeah, they? They did. They actually called me. They oh, genuinely brilliant. called me to make sure that I was still at the address, that we weren't going far. Because, I mean, back in September, like their rules were quite strict. Yeah. Um, and whenever we did go out, we couldn't go into places. It was literally just a walk around Yule, and then we were back home. Couldn't do much, unfortunately. So when, whenever we, had, one of us had to do a shop run, we would all go out together, and then we would send Claire's mum in with with a list of things. non-list for list me, of things. mainly beer. Mainly beer. See, you know me too well. I do.
1: Um, what's it like there now, though, Dan? Do you know? Is it is it still uh, quite rightly restrictive, or is it relaxed? Do you, do you know what you're flying into?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so they've actually opened everything up, like uh, we have over here in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're still on this list that you know that could potentially, if things change, the shit list. The shit list. Mm. You know, I, I can't remember what it's called, Alex. But I'm sure if people look it up. Then uh, I could be end up could end up being sent home early. But I don't think it will happen that way. And uh, you know, we'll be sensible. Hopefully, you won't be deported. No, no. Fingers crossed. So we're there for the week um my poor cat quill he's going to be looked after by a cat sitter and my dad so he's in good hands good that's the main thing that's it but then alex i suppose we should probably get on to what is really grinding our gears yeah indeed i've got quite indeed. a few i've got a couple i've got some uh
1: some axes to grind as they say or some mm. uh, some um bugs to bear i don't think that really works quite the same way but anyway yes you get the idea listener we've uh we've got a, f- a fair amount um dan do you want to do you want to kick us off with your first one you know what? i will kick
0: this one off it's quite a big one get in there double double footed let's <laughs> hear it what, what what are you talking about double footed slide and tackle straight into love island oh yes uh i can't stand it alex um for anyone that doesn't know what love island is and presumably this will be our sort of overseas listeners. Love Island is a British dating game show. Allegedly. Allegedly.
2: Mm.
0: Now, there have been concerns raised about the pressures of reality TV over here. The show has received numerous complaints, with 4,100 people lodging official complaints about the 2018 series, over issues such as the footage aired and how contestants have treated one another, so it gets a little bit feisty, mm. uh, and it does unfortunately affect the mental health of these contestants. Has had several criticisms, and it's not good for him, Alex. I don't know how it's all going because I'm pretty sure right now, at the time we're talking, it's still on air. Was uh, it finished? I believe so. I think my wife is one of those people who watch it. I don't. Um...
1: It's um it's terrible. But I think you're still going for a couple of weeks as of recording, yeah.
0: Mm, you might have to apologize, sir, for me, Alex. No, no, no apologies, mate. Um <laughs> I'm fully in this boat with you. This is going deep, deep in the sea for sure. So the charity Women's Aid has criticized the treatment of female contestants by controlling an abusive male contestant. So already, you know, it's a little bit controversial. And then you've got the Mental Health Foundation charity also wading in and criticising the show for the negative impact it can have on viewers who feel insecure about their bodies. Uh, The show has also received criticism for its lack of body and ethnic diversity. So it's not looking good, is it? No. The show's producers responded to the criticism by stating that the show was aspirational and that they make no excuses about having a cast of attractive people on the show. I mean, it's kind of bleak. Um, I mean, this is a little bit serious. I believe that two contestants in recent years have committed suicide. So that's, that's not good.
1: Well, and the uh, the former presenter.
0: Yes, yeah. of course. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, defend this Love Island. Get in the fucking sea, you bunch of wank puffins. That's right. Your show sucks. It grinds my gears. I don't want to see people comment about on social media either. I don't care if Tim's cheating on Sally. I just could not care. It's toxic. It's nasty. It's shit. It's also not real. And I think they,
1: they tend to select people who have done the... Uh, inverted commas influencing rounds so that they, they won't actually pick people from normal backgrounds. You know, they may go, well, they're boring. Okay. Fair play. But then don't pretend that this is people from the general public and you just randomly selected them who have who, you know, applied. You're actually handpicking those who've got a social media influence and can push your product placement. Yeah. So don't dress it up for something that it isn't because it isn't a cross section society because you don't have people from different backgrounds or different sexual orientations. That That is just a fact. And if you look in society, we have that. And it's a great thing, by the way. And I have one of my kids to talk about that in a minute on that topic. But it's not representative of society. No. In certain countries, it may do, right? Um, I won't talk about those. That's not my place. And people may not see anything wrong with them. But in the UK, I welcome that. That's something which I I really support and I enjoy. So... For it not to be on the TV, I just cringe that people across the world may see this and think that's that's like the UK because it's not. We all don't have, you know, um uh, fake
0: town. We don't all have big boobs, we don't all have, you know, shining white teeth. Six packs, you know, I'm I'm rocking a dad bod and I'm not even a parent. Yeah,
1: man, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Um I just
1: think it's just I, I know that's not entertainment, and that's the whole point of it, but it's not reality TV, come on. It's, it's far from that.
0: Mm, agreed. Fuck them. Get in the sea. So, Alex, what is your first one? Yeah. Um, What's grinding your gears?
1: I'm, I'm going to lowball this, and I'm going to start off. I'm going to ease you in gently, guys. <sighs> um, uh, nice and gently. You won't need a loop for this, because I think everyone could agree. So I'm not going to force it. This is people who eat with their mouths open. Oh, God, this is horrific. Um, now, it might be a bit harsh to say, you know, they can just um, immediately stop breathing or I can chain a heavy object to their legs and chuck them overboard <laughs> because um, that'd be tantamount to murder. But I do not understand, and I'm talking about adults now, and I'm talking about children or or, or perhaps people who should, should know or don't know better. I'm talking about grown-ass adults, Dan, Yep. You can't keep their fucking mouths closed when they're eating. I do not need to see you masticating. I do not need to see, and that is masticating, I don't need to see you doing that. I don't need to see the food reenacting my washing machine going round in your mouth before then you swallowing or slurping. I don't need it. I, don't, I I know what it tastes like because it's in my mouth. I don't need to see it. And um, I'll give you an interesting anecdote, Dan. Yeah um i don't know it's a while ago now when i first got with my wife um i'm sure my uh sister-in-law will mummy mommy mentioned this because no one knows who she is but anyway um there are plenty of plenty, plenty people out there uh her ex-boyfriend at the time ex-partner because she was with him for a couple of years um thankfully no longer because he's an absolute prick um he uh he just couldn't keep his mouth closed <sighs> and every dinner table you know we get the family together you know the mum, myself my wife um Sister-in-law, partner. I would, you know, get either cook dinner or we'd have a meal, and we'd do it every weekend or a couple of days. Quite a nice thing, and um, everyone would be, you know, enjoying themselves and and, and eating a lovely meal, and it's just a, the, the side
0: of your your eye that, that is caught, or, or your ears, yeah. You oh, it's disgusting. I used to have someone, oh, uh, someone I used to work with. She wouldn't always sit with me, but then when whenever she was sort of nearby, you could just hear it in the canteen. I was like, it's "Bad, O'Donnell." No, I, I mean my mum raised me quite well. I'd like to think, and you know, if I ever chewed my mouth open and made it that sort of champing noise, yes, yeah, she'd clip me around the ear, or she would bollock me. You're like, "Chew your mouth closed," and you know, it, eventually it sunk in. And like, even now as a grown adult, you go out with your friends, or you go out with your half, and. You know, you sort of respect that. You, yeah, but you say you, you don't. People don't want to see you with your mouth open, and 100 not seeing that, seeing the food contents there, you know, shoveling into their mouth, being mushed down. I don't. We don't want to see it. Well, it, it got so bad, Dan, that we had, <laughs> we went out for dinner. I used to have to tactically
1: position myself out of his eyeline or my eyeline from him seeing him, <laughs> and hopefully near a busier table so I just didn't have to hear it. And that's bad. Mm. But you, you can't actually go to someone, by the way, close your fucking mouth because that's disgusting. You just got to deal with it because, you know, I'm not an arsehole. Well, people may think I am, but I try not to be. Um, and so you can't give them that feedback. But you're like, how is it that you're an adult and you still don't get it? Um, and it also stresses me out because, you know, when we're having a takeaway say, we were, um, because you get that noise. It up the ante. So everyone felt like they had to eat quickly because they were hearing him eat slobbering and slapping his, 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 his lips everywhere. And everyone was then, like, gorging themselves quickly because they felt like there was a race. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, yeah. um Close your fucking mouth, you dirty bastards, because <laughs> we don't need to see it. We don't need to hear it. Just learn some basic manners. If you're going to eat like a human being, start acting like one. Otherwise... You can eat in, out of the dog bowl on the floor like where you belong. So actually, let's put that cinder block chained to your ankles and throw you off the edge because they <laughs> can be um, sent right to the bottom of the seat Down, in my opinion, crab for tea in it. It's not. It's not asking. So not, not asking too much. You know, just just eat nicely.
0: I do find that a little bit in, inhumane that you've just chained them up and then lobbed them in. You're not putting them in the vault, Alex. That's quite savage. Uh, Yeah,
1: they're they're, they're not even worthy of the vault, Dan. Uh We don't want any risk of them being um, preserved.
0: Anyway, crabs and whelks for tea. Sorry, you Mm. bastards. Get in. Oh, boy. This is a biggie for me. Oh, yeah. Political talk. Oh, I hate it. Do you? I genuinely despise it. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's Mm. too emotive. It brings out the worst in people, doesn't it? Do you agree? If you've got someone that's on... I don't know, like the, the opposing view of yours. It just turns him into an arsehole. Um, or is that just me? No, 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 no. I, I think you got to pick your battles.
1: So I don't think in our social circles, Dan, we, we talk about politics too much. And No. I agree, actually, to some extent. I don't really want to know because I don't want people to think ill of me if I have an opposing view. And actually, I don't want to think ill of them because actually... That's just not something I need. To, I need to know about. But I do enjoy the odd sparring, political sparring with other friendship groups. I've got a, a WhatsApp group, uh, old, old, current, kind of whatever you want to call them, um, uh, work colleagues. So some I work with, but not directly with anymore. But we 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 all got together and we all started our careers together, kind of thing. We all stay together on this WhatsApp group. Um, and uh, sure enough, it's rife with politics. We've got a good spectrum of of people who believe in the greater good and helping one another, which is mainly me. We've got some people who think, no, fuck you, I pay for my taxes, so why shouldn't you, even if you can't afford it, you should just suffer, which is the other side, and you can kind of see where my allegiances lie. You've got somewhere in the the middle where people can see merits in in, in both. So I do enjoy the odd philosophical, political sparring, but it's got to be with certain groups. I, I couldn't mm. do it with my parents, Dan, because uh, they're an, of an age where they've grown up in a different kind of society than we are now. So, yeah, you're right. In the main, probably steer well clear of it. Mm. Sometimes you have got to flex those uh, the, that, that grey matter and actually sometimes stand up for, for what you believe in. But in the main, Dan, I do agree with you. It's, it's probably something that you probably shouldn't talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, whenever we seem to have family parties, there's always one uncle and he'll always ask, oh, how did you vote in the, you know, Brexit? Or how oh, did how you vote in the general election? He's this guy, okay? Mm. And the minute you sort of utter who you voted for, or how you voted, he's he's on you. He doesn't give you a chance to explain. He'll just waffle on at you like, oh, this is why you need to vote for blah, 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 blah. I don't care. You don't need to tell me. I I do my research and I vote in a way that I believe suits hmm. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never been on the on the winning side of an election, if that sort of gives anything away. But I don't care. I don't care if that's how you want to vote, Uncle P. You do it. I'm not going to hmm. n- n- name drop him, but um, yeah, I don't care. Well, you kind of had down because who you are and use your name, imagination, he's an
1: Uncle. And we know he's, his name begins with a P. But yeah, um, I, I, I agree. It's, um, it's, it is a very personal thing. And I think in certain situations, you just don't need to go down that route.
0: No, it's, it's the same on social media as well, especially Twitter. You know, you, as soon as you sort of like retweet something. I love it. Say something positive or say something negative about something. And you suddenly get a horde of people just jumping on you like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. That's my day ruined. Bye. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just too emotive. But like I so said, I think if you choose your battles, you can actually sort of talk about it in a respectful and polite and calm way. But some people just aren't. No. it can be very disrespectful. And uh, you know, people like my uncle just does made in. <laughs> Sorry. So political talk <laughs> is being locked away in the vault, uh, never to be it's seen again.
1: It's sinking to the bottom.
2: Mm.
0: Um, my next
1: one, Dan. This one's an interesting one because I don't think either of us have probably done it in a long, long time now, due to the current situation. Actually, I quite enjoy table service, but do you remember back in the day? Cast your mind back, where you're at the bar, you're getting a drink in, and you've been waiting patiently because, as like Brits, we love a bit of queuing, so we know we wait our turn. So when we, I mean, look, Dan, I'm not, I'm not sure many of our listeners know this because you wouldn't have got that from a picture on our website or from my voice, but I'm not particularly tall. Tall chap five six five seven on the good day. Um, you can see why why this is important in a second. So when you're at the bar, and you're waiting patiently, all you want is your cold brew, and you're stood there like a good British citizen. Yeah. And the the waiter waitress the bar and the barman bar person says, "Who's next? And it's your time to shine down." You're waving it's your, your to ten call. pound note of them, right? You're, you're one, waving
0: me me. Yeah.
1: And and you you're, you're, you're you you need to quench that thirst, and your your lips are dry and they're cracked, and you, you feel as though you know you're about to pass out. You need something wet to 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 to, to, to moisten the palate, and you, you you go in to raise your hand. And say yes, it was it's it is I. It is me. It's me, Alex. I've waited patiently, been a good lad. I just want my fucking beer, and in some absolute. Knobjock says yeah it's me can I have 14 pints of Guinness
2: oh, and you look I'm...
1: over and they look at you with a wry smile and then just look away as though you don't exist you're like are you, you absolute fucking arsehole you know I've waited you know I've been very patient you know it's my turn and you get an absolute round in and I've got to wait another fucking 10 minutes before then I've got to try again before some other idiot comes in you know, in a tight white vest, v neck vest, um, and flip flops, who thinks that, you know, he's, he's got the God given right to order ahead of everyone else. And it does my tits in, Dan. It really fucks me off because mm. I, I do the right thing. I, if, if I know that someone's in ahead of me, I'll let them go. I'll wave them forwards so they can quickly get to their beverage and enjoy the much loved time with that pint. And all they ask, Dan, is a bit of reciprocation. Yeah. But no, these people, absolute assholes exist in this world. And I'm quite happy at the moment that most pubs still offer table service because that's queuing proper. There's no who's tallest, who's flashing the fifty pound notes, that's probably fake, who's you know, wearing their, their finest Primark purchase. None of that, Dan. You're just a number. But I'm fine with that because if I'm number fucking five in the list, it doesn't matter if you know knob chockey number ten. It's going to trump me. <laughs> He's got away With his 10 or 15 fucking pints of Guinness, it takes forever to get get poured. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. at the moment, that's one of the benefits of this current situation. There's not many of them. It must be said. It's,
0: this is one of the reasons why I turned into a, a craft beer hipster. You know, this, this thing doesn't happen in tap rooms, in, you know, stagmary good or unbarred in Brighton. You know, never have any of these problems. So you say, There's oh, a decorum, isn't there, with those there types is. Of drinkers, down. But I've got a story, actually. Oh, yeah. So uh, me and our friend Dan, Solent Comedy, uh, we, were, we, uh, we went to the pub one day, you know, a couple of pints, a bit of day drinking, you know, nothing mad, just to catch-up, a catch up, couple of pints. You know, you just want to chill out and you want that cold pint in your mouth. So we went into uh, a pub on Guildhall Walk. I'm not going to name which one. We go in there. And we stood there for about ten minutes. You Mm. know, the 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 waitress or or the bar lady. She she sat there and she, basically, just chatting to someone. She's already caught our eye. We're waiting. We're waiting for ages. Okay. So, see where this is going. Someone else walks in, goes straight up to the bar, and immediately she served them. And at this point, we were like, okay, this is a joke. We turned around and left, and we went to a different pub on Guildhall Walk yeah fuck them. but yeah what is that all about how does that work
1: can i can i can i just up that down and say mm. actually and look i say this because i've been there i've done it so i i can say with some relative understanding of the topic so but this is to do with services of all sorts so be it a pub be it a supermarket which either of us or both of us have both done most or if not both those jobs um Uh, it could be a clothes shop, it could be anything that you're looking for a service from a human being to help you out. Because I can't fucking go to the back of 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 the uh, the store cupboard and fetch something that isn't out on the racks. So I've got to ask you, I'm sorry, I don't want to, but I've got to do it. So if I'm asking you for something, there's a good fucking reason why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what I really dislike is in a similar situation, Dan, the person knows you're waiting, but they're still having a fucking conversation with their work colleague or their mate oh no it's the worst and look don't get me wrong work sometimes can be a bit of a ball ache and i know you just want to catch up with your mates so you know just to serve this customer right dick yeah you did this or you know (laughs) and that happens right and i'm not i'm not you know blind to it i've done it before it's a way of understanding getting through the working day whether you like your job or not
2: yeah but if you
1: know someone's waiting and they're being patient they're not you know obnoxious they're not You know, obtuse, and you can see them. Don't ignore them, and then fucking continue the conversation. Because I'm here, I'm waiting. Finish it politely. Say, "Oh, it was you two moments," or, "Oh, so I didn't see you there. How can I help?" Exactly. But to ignore me for another fucking couple of minutes is just taking the fucking biscuit down. And that that all hasn't even made the list. And right now, I can feel my blood boiling. That's absolute appalling service and i do pride myself in knowing what that looks like as i say i'm all for people talking about the jobs and unwinding but not on my time no
0: not when you're a paying customer
1: well i, I just i just don't want to bother people i actually apologize i say sorry for interrupting
0: but could you help me
1: i'm quite a polite guy i like to think i am but just to, to look at me and go nope you can fucking wait your turn Mm. It's like, well, mm, you don't really talk about work, though. You talk about how your best mate mouthed off at, you know, at Sally down at um, at Flares the other week, and they got into a ruckus. Or, or oh, did you know Phil's boning Monica? <laughs> but, um, but Willie doesn't know. Who gives a shit? I just, I just would like a little bit of recognition, uh, and we can go on our, our separate ways. That really
0: grinds my gears down. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to jump in, actually. Again, this sort of ties in with, with probably both, actually. Um, mm. Q-jumpers. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this really bugged me. This happened to me a couple of weeks ago. So I um, I went to Tesco to do my weekly shop. Where you get your best clothes. It's a Thursday or Friday evening. So I'm, I'm queuing up quite patiently. I've got a young lad in front of me. And... Um, you know, you're still trying to socially distance, okay? So there's still a gap between me and him and him and this person in front of us. Then along comes a snotty woman, okay? She comes in and then she goes right in front of the young lad in front of me. And I thought... Uh, Dan, sorry. Snotty or snooty? S- uh, snotty, snooty, both.
1: She got streaming? nose. she got a cold.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, oh. she just... I mean, I, I don't know if it's a bit of a Pompey thing to say snotty or, you know... If it's snooty, then I've been corrected. What am I saying? No, no, no. Very, like very, it. very upper self. Anyway. Yes, yes. And if I had my mask on, so she she didn't hear me, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to leave it. But it really grinds my gears. You can clearly see we're queuing up. We're just socially distance. Why, even like pre-pandemic, when people used to do it, used to whine me up, oh, yeah, or when you right in there. Or if you're queuing up, I mean, I'm going back years now when cl- going clubbing was cool, you know. I'm too old for that now. And you'd have people coming up and they'd find their friends in the queue and then they will just pile yep. in. Jumping Fuck in off. Fuck right off. Wait I'm queuing time. up. I want to get in and I want to drink my beer and have a good night. And you're ruining it for me and prolonging this this whole thing.
1: And actually, Dan, as on the topic. The um the hate is now flowing from me now. Uh, it's in full flow. Um, Christmas last year, so in the UK in 2020, uh, around end of November, 8 December, near our birthdays, respectively, um, things were a little bit quieter just before another lockdown. We didn't know what was to come. No. Months and months of, uh, of lockdown. But anyway, um, we could go shopping. And sure enough, I did. But we're still we're still fairly well into now a global pandemic. None of this is fucking news. So I, uh, I, I'm i queuing up in a well-known bookstore to purchase some books that my wife, as Julie pointed out to me. And I'm queuing there, giving a, a good distance between myself and the person in front of me. And this older gentleman, so long in the tooth, in his golden years, he's literally so close I can hear him breathe in my ear. Oh. He's almost, if he started to talk, he'd inadvertently lick my neck. Uh, <laughs> and it was so close. And I'm not one of those people. I'm, I'm again, one of those British people who I'll, I'll, I'll just suck it up. I'll deal with it. And I will be polite and I'll grip my teeth and I'll ignore it. But this is the only time I turned around and said, Excuse me, can you just, um, can you back up, please? Just give me some space. He looked at me like I'd, I'd asked him to pull down his fucking pants. Like I'd asked him to do something that was really untoward and unheard of in a store. Anyway, I ignored him because blokes prick. But have some awareness, guys. Um, as I say, uh, whether or not you agree or you subscribe to the current rules as of recording, where apparently certain needs in the UK think there's no longer a pandemic and you can just do whatever you want, uh, there is still some good basic hygiene or good practice. But all things aside, this was actually in the global pandemic. Dan. This is when there were restrictions enforced and this guy just wasn't giving me the space. So I had, to, I had to just tend to back the fuck up, but I did it in a polite way, but I I felt, I felt like I was, I was, I was, I was the arsehole the way he looked at me. I was like, well, I'm not asking for anything quite unreasonable. You know, everyone else is, is observing something that's quite appropriate and, and timely. So why can't you do as you're
2: told? Mm.
0: And that really pissed me off. I mean, I think we've got a voice note later about personal space. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely an interesting uh, subject, for sure. I think a lot of this result re- revolves around people. <laughs> Some of our uh, suggestions. Yeah,
1: they are problematic. But yeah, all of that wrapped up, Dan. But where it all started was people at the bar just, um, you know, let me have my pint, and don't don't chop in. Wait your fucking turn.
0: Exactly. Agreed. What have you got next, uh, Next up, I have got armchair football managers. Oh yeah, they grind my gears to no end, and I think social media probably amplifies this even more. You know, um, I make it no secret. You know, I'm a Pompey fan. Um, I'm in forums. I follow loads of Pompey fans on Twitter. I run a Pompey page myself. Uh, and, you know, I, speak, I think especially over the summer when, you know, you'd see Gareth Southgate's team selections, people mm. jump on board. Oh, I would do this. I would do that. Yeah, well, play Grealish. No, you're not Not like the manager,
1: mate. Jack Grealish me. is just one man. So pipe down.
0: Exactly. It does my head in. I just... I'm... You know, I'm already so angry I'm lost for words. If you're that qualified or if you believe you're that qualified, go do your badges and you try and become England manager. Yeah. You Try and impress me. Otherwise, get in the sea. I, I don't care. Uh, you know, it's it's when um, it's always the same people as well. They always seem to pipe up. You could go on an absolute purple streak. You could win seven, eight games on the trot. Mm and you have one bad day and you lose, these people suddenly pipe up and they're going, oh, we were shit, blah, blah, blah. I would have done, blah, blah, blah. We should have done. Could have, would have, should have. We've lost, but we're still top of the league. Uh, There you go. I don't know. Deal with it. it. It, it, Yeah, bugs me. I don't know about you, Alex. I mean, I know you're you're a footy fan yourself. Do you ever see this stuff? Um... Um a little bit. Uh
1: I I'll have my opinion, but I'm, I won't necessarily share it because to your point, Dan, I'm no professional. I haven't seen how the guys have played in the week leading up to that match. They could have had shockers in pre you know in, in training. Um they could have picked up injuries that haven't been, you know, communicated out to the media. They could, they could be having a bad time. They could be ill. They could be this. They could be that. What is it our place to, to question the people who actually use their jobs? Mm. I don't see the um, the managers or the coaches turning around to me and say, "Alex, you shit your job." I want it done that way. So what you know? What right is it that we have to, to question them? So Perfectly. yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a fair one, Dan.
0: Uh, what you got next? Um.
1: I need to, to precursor this down with I don't actually surround myself with people who say this. So this is people who are over here or people that I have some very basic affiliation with um, in in some manner of my life, but thankfully, it's not my friends or family. It's mostly people you over, over here. But When people start the sentences with I'm not a racist, but yeah, it's always the, the but. Okay, Karen, let me fucking start by saying you're a fucking racist. Because what you're doing effectively is you're trying to distance yourself from what you're about to say, but still have the synergies with someone who is that, that label. It doesn't matter Well, that person who's doing something wrong or something they think you know is is illicit or incorrect or not the social norm. It doesn't matter, Dan. It's a black, brown, yellow, pink, purple, green. They're a person. And if you think they're fucked up, they're fucked up. It's not because of their race. It's not because necessarily of their culture. You're a dick. <laughs> don't, don't fucking say, I'm not a racist, but because you fucking are. How about you start the sentence with, Ha, I saw this person. What a cock. They did this. That's yeah. more accurate because actually it's nothing to do with, with the the affiliation of, of that religion, that race, that sexual orientation. It could be the same for all of it, right? Um, I know this gay person, this, or this uh, I don't know, this oh yeah, those bloody Christians. No, it's the person. They may have a particular orientation or a particular, as I say, affiliation or something, but don't start with I'm not, I'm not a racist but, because you fucking are. All right? So you just need to pack the fuck in. And I actually prefer, if people wanted to start a sentence, they probably just don't open their mouths. Because it's probably going to be bile, and it's probably not going to be very nice. Mm. So as I say, thankfully, Dan, I actually don't have anyone that I surround myself with for, for good obvious reasons that would actually say something like that. But you do, on the odd occurrence, overhear it. And those people, they're not even, again, deserve your default, Dan. Straight in straight in with the least amount of concrete possible because we don't want to waste resource on them but they can just fuck off and drown because there's no reason on this god green earth why we should be differentiating anyone on that basis or anything else that I've said judge people on their actions but on their actions alone not because of you know the, the, the tone of their skin mm, agreed you can absolutely fuck right off with that not interested
0: bit of a serious one there Dan but still nonetheless it, it really mm. pissed me off I mean the fact that you're telling these people to drown that's quite quite savage it is but um they clearly don't have an appreciation of just what a
1: wonderful world this is with all of the brilliant backgrounds cultures uh, and experiences that, that, that people come with you know I, I was remarking well me and my wife often you know look around Portsmouth and I'd say when I first started um, my studies here, it was predominantly white people that you'd pass on the street. Now, even then, there might be some Eastern European kind of mix into that, but it mainly it was white people. And that was really odd for someone like me coming from you know, South London because we, had, we were a melting across different cultures and people who didn't look mm. anything like me. And that was brilliant. I, I embraced that. But to Portsmouth then it didn't it didn't really have any kind of diversity really at all. But now you go down the street and you you see a wonderful mix of people from different backgrounds and cultures. And I think that makes things all the better. I think society is better for it. I think it brings different perspectives and different backgrounds. Um, and that's why I'm I'm really quite scathing of the people that that use that as a negative because if you've got a problem with someone you've got a problem with that individual it's got nothing to do with people who who share the way they look or they they share that nationality you can't tarnish someone the same brush just
0: because they look different to you mm. fuck off it's just a dangerous line isn't it you know i'm not racist we're, but you we're just not in
1: 1950s brand down anymore like things have moved on so much, the world's gotten smaller. You mentioned it a couple of times already, you know, social media. You know, the world has gotten smaller. Everyone's got an opinion, whether it's right or wrong or bent against society. It is what it is. And you can message someone right now in another country. You can probably wake them up and you can have a conversation with them in another in you know, five, six, seven time zones. That's an amazing thing so for someone who doesn't want that experience of being able to share the richness of of humanity in my opinion doesn't deserve to share humanity with other people go live on a fucking island because you're not wanted because you know integrate and be part of of a growing movement of like-minded individuals
0: from
2: different mm. different backgrounds
1: you know?
0: exactly yeah get and see get and see uh, on a much lighter note yeah i'll tell you what grinds my gears mm. people who drive miss daisy uh, that, Dan? you're probably thinking damn what is driving miss daisy well i'll give you an example okay so we've got a road that goes through portsmouth and takes you off the island uh, and you go either east or west you know weld your oyster Pretty straightforward. so anyway the eastern road has three different speed limits. So it goes from 30 up to 40, up to 50, and then down as you get to the roundabout, which you can either go up the M27, go towards Southampton, or up the A27 towards Havant, Chichester, blah, blah, blah. It cries my gears, Alex, when you're in, a in, say, the 30-mile-per-hour zone, but there, someone's doing 20. Or when you get to the 40-mile-per-hour zone, someone's doing 30 or you get to the 50 mile per hour zone and someone's doing 35, 40. It, it does made in. You know, I follow the speed limits. You know, I'm a, I'm a law abiding citizen. I'm not a perfect driver by any stretch, but you know, I will always follow the, the speed limits I'm given. I want to get to A to B as quick as I can. In the appropriate speed assigned by the,
1: the laws of the road. Yeah. I think my, my driving instructor, I can hear him now. If I close my eyes, I can hear old Mr. Wheeler speaking to me. Like Obi Wan is in in Star Wars, this this ethereal figure in my in my in my mind's eye. And as I was driving, and I, I was doing exactly what you said, Dan. As I was learning to drive, and um, it's Alex. It's a speed limit, but it's also a speed target. So put your fucking foot down. And I had quite, quite an inappropriate banter, kind of relationship with my uh my driving instructor but he was brilliant he made it enjoyable and fun and less stressful um he was he was he was so cool that when uh, hot fuss came out by the killers whether you like the album or the battle noise irrespective we put in the dvd play yes dvds i know old but we we'd, we'd put it in windows down we play that basically the whole album during my 45-50 minutes of, of driving lesson um uh, uh, and you know, he would focus on this is a good track. You yeah, turn up, Alex. Uh, quite inappropriate, but he was safety. He was safety first. But anyway, he, he would say, "Alex, put a fucking foot down." Yeah, you're slowing up traffic. And I think I think it's fair to say, you know, look, that is the expectation. That road should be driven at that speed. You shouldn't exceed it, but you certainly should be aiming towards that speed because that's a proper flow of traffic. So, um, I I 100 subscribe to what you're saying, Dan.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you what is. Very similar story. um I, I passed my driving test a lot later on in life. I was about 29, I think, when I finally passed. And I still remember one day I was going up this road and my driving instructor, Tony, turned to me. He went, Good old Tony. He, he was a northerner. He was from Sheffield. He's like, Done. You're driving Miss Daisy. I mean, I don't know if he even, he sounds like Paul Cook, who is now Ipswich manager, but yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I was okay. like, "What? What? 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 What do you mean, drive Miss Daisy? Went, you're in a 20 mile per hour zone. You're doing 10." And I'm like, "Oh, shit. Okay, put my foot down." And he'd always sort of say that if I was going too slow, "You're driving Miss Daisy." So um, yeah, you know, I've learned from that, and it now drives me insane when you know you're stuck behind these people. Well, how,
1: um, how did he talk again? So Dan, just rewind that again. How did he speak to you? <laughs> You're driving Miss Daisy. Do you know, <laughs> I've <laughs> I've heard something very similar, which sounds a little bit like, "I'm Batman."
0: <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm
1: Batman. And it sounds like he'd be a doppelganger, a Christian Bale's Batman. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I reckon so. Just yeah. just a Sheffield version. Um, Brilliant. Obviously, I can't do a northern accent. I like it. I can't do accents either. Yeah, oh, I can do one of Stuart Griffin. There you go. You can have that like. one for free. Well, that is a good one. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, people who drive Miss Daisy. Um, but what about you, Alex? What's, what's your next one? I'm
1: going to cheekily bolt onto that and then go afterwards just because Ooh. I don't want to use up the time. But we'll say the opposite to that is tailgators. Yeah. And it's usually some with an Audi badge usually an S5 or BMW or a BMW or a Mercedes conveniently forgets to use their indicators. People wrap your fucking bum and they, they're so impatient. They want you to get out of the way and you're, you know, you're, you may theoretically Dan be on the motorway driving at 75, 80 miles an hour. Now in the UK, depending on what road you're on, it's 70 miles an hour. If it's a motorway. Yeah. So I'm already going fast as I'm supposed to. I'm probably going at a speed that's appropriate for that situation because usually cars in front of me. And this prick behind me can see him, but he's weaving it out and he's trying to illustrate, trying to get past, me you know, by by trying to come over to the right or come over to the left to indicate to get, get the hell over. And I can see, you, mate. I can see my rear view mirror, but I'm not going anywhere. If I pull in, you'll only be stuck behind the person I'm stuck behind. So back the fuck up and wait your turn. <laughs> it really irritates me because yeah. th- there is a reason why I'm in that lane and I'm not in another one. I usually, I'm only in that fast lane, because let's face it, not going to be in another lane, in that fast lane because I'm overtaking. That is the law of the land. Usually why in the UK, if you're in that outer lane, the faster one is only to overtake. So I'm not there to hog. I'll go straight back into the middle one or the, the the inside if it's appropriate. So there's a fucking good reason why I'm there, Dan. But that's not good enough for them. They think they know better, they think they're entitled. Um an old Bill in his uh in his soup top golf, for, you know, David, who's a salesman in his uh his M five series thinks <laughs> that he he's more important than I am in my not so um mediocre 1.6 turbo, Fox Elastra. but still it is nothing to to write home about. But anyway, it I have all equal opportunities and you to share that road. So um, back up, give me two car links, and uh, stop sniffing my bum on. Two second rule,
0: isn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think yeah. um, the the rule I love is the two second rule, and uh, my instructor always said. Only a fall breaks the two-second rule. And if um, I suppose the best way of doing it is if the car in front of you and you you do the rhyme and you get to a certain point where they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you suddenly cut off, then you're going too fast. Yeah, I agree. That's a bit of a stupid way to explain yeah, it, I but know. at the same time, Zeke's, it's very sensible. It's spot on.
1: So, uh, yeah, tailgaters for me. But um, I'm just going to bolt onto that as a, a brand new one, Dan. Again, this is actually pre-COVID. But even more important now than ever. People who cough without covering their fucking mouths. Oh, yeah, they're just the worst. And again, not kids, right? I mean, kids... No, 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 no. I mean, Don't know any better. Yeah, to to a certain age, you know, they they don't. Um, But this is even before, you know, if you've got a cough, you've most likely got something that's quite serious to someone else. I'm not talking about, like, the last 18 months, two years. I was talking about before. And, you know, I may have been walking through the office. Someone starts to cough without their hands, and they're still typing away at their computer. Okay, so you just sprayed the, the poor unfortunate bastard sat opposite you. You've sprayed your keyboard, which is a communal keyboard. Well done, Frank. You've sprayed the screen, which you're working on. So when a cleaner is walking around, probably in six months' time, they may get to it. But between now and then, someone else is going to be, you know... Uh, Exposed to the nastiness that's at the back of your throat or your nose, and you're probably taking out a couple of people with a really stupid cold or the flu virus. Round of a fucking applause, well done. Uh, but this isn't 18 New you down. Say this is this is just people you know, even in supermarkets in closed confined spaces, they are everywhere, mm. and they even still do it down. I, 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 I was walking down the road the other day. Um, I was uh, there's a couple of people, you know. Close proximity, coughing. I was like, Look, "I know we're outside, mate. Common decency. The same as the the, the freaking guy with his mouth open when he's eating. <sighs> Who raised you to fucking cough with your mouth open, you dirty bastard? You know, put your hand over your mouth. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to do it in the crease of your arm, like they say is probably the best way of doing it now. Do do something. But I do not want to share the contents of your cold." It's just it's just not something I aspire to do. When I wake up in the morning I don't think, you know what? I fancy getting that guy's cough. Or that 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 you know, that that flu bout that's gonna make me bedridden for four mm-hmm. days. No thanks. I don't I don't think like that. So don't share it with me. Thanks. Agreed. There's, there's people who still do it, Dan. That really, really fucks me off. In a pandemic as well. Christ. Yeah, it's just it's, it's careless. I know mistakes happen. I know, you know, you may have your hands full or something. There are exceptions. I'm not, you know, that much of an arsehole thing think that you could, you could always do it, but you need to make the effort. But, you know, there are people that just don't. I'm like, come on, guys, it's not difficult.
0: Do we really want to dirty the vault with these people? You know, well, I suppose not. that's really matter, is it? Because they're going to be what coughing don't... over all this other crap that we just... <laughs> condemned in the bottom of the sea but you
1: know what i mean like it's it's all about how you've been raised it's just common mm. decency down so yeah people who cough without covering their damn mouths
0: bastards bastards cretins what about you uh right next one up uh electric scooters mm. that's an
1: interesting one and all of them one. or just just the type of rider uh, I
0: suppose we could probably say the type of
1: rider, but you oh, know, no, no, don't you don't have to back down if you think it's all of them. Fair fucking game. I'm just wondering whether you've got a particular group, a subgroup of those people who don't have
0: an etiquette, or whether it's all of them. That's all. Uh, I'd probably just say all of them, to be honest. Yeah, I just think fair. it's annoying. You know, you've got you've got um, you know, got teenagers and you've got young adults riding around on these things in Portsmouth. For now, you know, you can you can now hire one. I don't know why. I just think they're dangerous and, you know, quite reckless. Now, I'll tell you why it grinds my gears, Alex. So mm, um, Tell me. Near to where I live. Uh, I'll sort of describe it. You probably know what I mean. So mm. there's a roundabout. You've got Goldsmith mm. Avenue. You've got the roundabout. Mm. And you, it's got, like, f- another three exits. Yep. And I, I want to go right to go over Fratton Bridge to take me home. So um, I get to the roundabout. I stop and wait for the cars to go by, and as I go, someone on an e-scooter comes speeding round. I tell, if I hadn't been sort of quite aware and quite in my peripheral, I would have hit him. You know, this guy didn't have a helmet on; he didn't have any pads. If I'd hit him, even at five ten miles per hour, he would have gone flying. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. You know, he was only in shorts and t-shirt. He would have, I could have killed him. Mm. You know, potentially killed him, or at worst. Put some holes in his body because he's skid across the tarmac. Thankfully, I was I was well on on the ball. I caught in my peripheral, broke quite hard, and I just thought, "What the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, could you not stay on the pavement? Could you not use the traffic lights, which are right there, to cross the road? But no, nope, he comes speeding round. I just think these people either need to have a license or they need to be illegal. I don't know. Mm. Well, they it's are. A, this is the thing, but it's
1: it's not something you can really enforce because quite a few of those 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 people out there. No. Um, and I'm not sure if you looked it up, Dan, but you know it's usually one type of of scooter, at least in the UK, that's quite prevalent. It's, um I think they're called the pure e scooters. They're they're usually black with some red trim. They, they look quite decent. Do you know how much they go for, Dan?
0: Oh, Park? I'm going to go in. It's probably gonna be more, isn't it? But I'm going to go for a nice, hefty £250. Not bad. Add another tonne, you're probably there. About 350 quid. Okay.
2: That's
1: not cheap. But you get a lot of people, teenagers, who are like, you know, 13, 14, 15, riding on those. Where the fuck is a 13-year-old getting 350 quid to ride around a scooter? <sighs> well, you know, it's, where do you get that money? When I was 13... I, I was lucky. I mean, different backgrounds, different different times, but I was scrambling around, you know, 20 quid here and there doing my chores. Fucking 350 quid. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of teenagers on them. So first of all, what is going on there? Um, but yeah, 100%. Um, you now, with the, the stuff that you could rent, I mean, it's arguable whether, to your point, Dan, whether you need to rent any scooter in Portsmouth because it is flat.
0: It's a purpose-made island. Yeah, it's not exactly a a big place either. You know, you could, from my house to the seafront, it only takes about 20 minutes to walk. It's about six miles wide, for fuck's sake. So where are you going on this, that you need to be there
1: in in any quicker time than an Uber? 100% I'm with you on that one.
2: Yeah,
0: Um, it's it's when you get the idiots as well... Um, yeah, you know, you've got someone riding it, but they've got their, like a mate or two on the back. Like, yeah. what? How are you squeezing three people on this scooter? Like, what are you doing? Nah, it's and it's when be they're nice like when they hit, hit the ground, especially during the summer. I don't know if you've noticed it. You get these people in their e-scooters and they're weaving in and out of the, the mm. busy crowds down the common. It ah, drives me insane. It's um,
1: and you, you're right, Dan. Because if if you hit that idiot, it's going to be you that's in trouble. Yeah. Now the only slight saving grace with the um, the rentals are the um, I think you need a credit card in order to activate them.
0: Yes, so you got to be a
1: certain age. It doesn't mean to say that you've still got the smarts or the common sense. Whereas these private ones, um, you can't enforce because not enough police, because I haven't been funded. So you're not going to attend to any scooter running down the road when you got a domestic abuse or domestic violence issue going off on a 999 call. So I 100% understand why it's not something which can be enforced, but it does leave us at their peril.
0: Yeah. So e-scooters, straight in the vault, never to be seen again. I mean, I I wish that was the case, but alas, well, they're in my room 101. That's all that matters. I agree, Dan. Uh, what's next for you, Alex?
1: Um, this is any professional walk of life. It Doesn't happen that often. And again, I'm talking about the quintessential Britishness that's coming at me now. But people who start emails with just my name, <laughs> Alex, and if I'm lucky, a comma. No good morning, then.
0: No good morning. No. Good
1: afternoon. No. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Or my one of my personal favorites. Hi, blah blah. Oh, hi, Dan. I hope you're you're keeping well. Because, yep. You know, it's a bit fucking timely that I'm asking about their health, and I'm hoping that they're okay. But you know, be it for me to to, to be overly really sensitive on that matter. But no, Alex. Blah 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 blah. Invariably, when you send someone an email, it's probably asking for something. It's not too much to ask, just for a little bit of niceties. Even if you don't really care about how I am, even if you don't give a shit about my health. Still say it. Still say, oh, hi, Alex, how you doing? Mm. Blah blah blah. Not Alex. A bit passive aggressive. They could say, Alex, you're reading too much into it. They just cut to the chase, are direct. Fine. I do kind of uh, understand that, but the, British, the Britishness in me still wants someone to say, "How are you doing?" Because it's something which we're ingrained to do as a British person. Then the moment we pop out of our mother's wombs. We're usually apologising and we're usually (laughs) very, very polite. And that's at the age of two minutes old. Yeah. It's a very British thing. It is. Um, We're always doing it. Or most of us. So it it just translates through. And you can say, well, you're being overly professional, overly polite, fine. But don't just go two-footed in saying Alex. Because that indicates i have done something wrong. Or you're being curt. So it's a very silly one. But it still fucks me off.
2: <laughs>
1: just say, hi, Alex, or hi.
0: Let's just say, Alex can get in a C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, working for the man, it's, it's such a common thing. And, um, you know, I, th- I'm, I think I'm very conscious, especially now, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. I always sort of say, hi, blah, blah, blah. I hope you are well. Yeah, or I hope you're keeping safe. You know, if they don't because ask I do, that question, That's
1: fine. I do, yeah, I do genuinely want good, safe people. So I do, I do have best wishes. So yeah, um, not too much to ask. A little bit of nice tease, and then get into it.
0: Talk about things that aren't nice, Alex.
2: Mm.
0: My next one and my penultimate. The British media. Um, oh yeah. Why are we so negative? Why are we, Why are they always contradicting themselves? Why are they always being ironic? I can't Money talks, don't it. it really does. And do you know what? I got? well, I mean, that's all I need to say, really. Negative, contradictive, and ironic. You know, one week they'll be slagging something off, and then yeah. the next week it's the best thing since sliced bread.
1: We're <sighs> watching them. Um program uh, a couple of weeks ago it was on bbc iplayer um other uh streaming services are available um i pay my um tv license as any other law-abiding citizen but anyway it was on there and it was looking at looking back at the role of the media in the 90s specifically and dan some of the shit they were saying or some of the pictures you know upskirting pictures you know, taking a picture when a celebrity is getting out of the car when, you know, they got a short dress on. And that made front page. Like, are you fucking for real? Like, if you did that mm. today, you would be sued to half an inch of a life because it's disgusting and it's degrading and it's it's all the rest of it. Back in the 90s, when the British media were probably at their peak, you know, and they were chasing Princess Diana down down tunnels and who knows what happened next. But anyway, um, they, they were literally hounding people. Paparazzi were at their... Their, their peak because they were being paid thousands of pounds for a snap of that, 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 that hottest celebrity. And some of the things which they you know, they've, they've done or said to people was just shocking and horrific. Now I know, you know, as time goes on, we will look back even today and go, well, the role of social media and, and this and that, and well, our, our thoughts and opinions will change and that's right and proper. But we knew it was bad then. And it's shocking now, and they're, they're still they're still doing it. Not to say extent, but they're still doing it. And you know, to be able to reach out to people with an agenda or a voice that can't be challenged because it's not two way street, right? That's it's not Twitter. It's going to be a website, or it's going to be a news bulletin, or it's going to be, you know, something which you, you're going to push out there. So they're not going to be challenged on it. So they've got a responsibility down, I think, to to be Mm. able to, you know, do the right thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be negative or you shouldn't say this or that, because that doesn't sell newspapers. If everyone's nice to each other, no one will read the news, because the news is there for doom and gloom. That's a fact. But you're right. There's no reason to be an absolute knob jock about it.
0: Uh, And I'll say what also bugs me as well... Um... Uh, two instances that sort of come to mind. Mm. The first one was when, you know, poor Christian Eriksson had that heart attack on the pitch on yeah,
2: one of right. the opening
0: games. BBC just, just they held on for as long as they could. I know it wasn't the BBC's footage that was being used, it was UEFA's.
2: Yeah, but they could but have cut at away. Any point,
0: exactly. At any point, yeah. they could have cut away, but no, just for a bit of drama, they held on for as long as they could before they cut to the studio. And I think a spokesperson came out not long after said, Oh yeah, we tried everything we could. to cut. No, you didn't. Nah. You were there for a good 10, 15 minutes looking at the drama on the pitch. Cut back to Gary Lineker in seconds. You don't, we don't need to see this. It's, it's harrowing. Mm. It's upsetting. And the second thing that bugs me is like through the Olympics, you know, one of our athletes could have, you know, not done so well. They're, Obviously, very sad, very heartbroken about their performance. You know, I think as anyone would be if they, you know, probably not performed to the level they would have wanted to. But they have to grab that person as quickly as they can just to get the reaction. Oh, how did you, how do you feel? You can clearly see how they're feeling. They're bawling their eyes out to you. Yeah. Don't be a dick. At least let things settle down first before you start drilling and into them and getting into their psyche. Like, just common just, decency. Just a bit of decency. There's no decency in the British media. You go in the vault, see you in the sea. Go eat, go eat some crab. Go eat some crab, go eat some whelks or whatever you enjoy in the, in the sea life. Whatever. It's a good one. Uh, what's your next one, Alex? Uh, this is my last one, Dan. Okay. Um,
1: This is more timely. Uh, And it's quite simply, people who clearly thought that they were above the law during last year's lockdown. Oh, yes. Seeing a group of friends entering a house with a beer when you aren't supposed to be mixing and there wasn't any kind of vaccine during the autumn when I'm talking about last year. And you haven't seen anyone in months. This is friends, family, loved ones. Brilliant. Thanks, Derek. We'll just suffer months more isolation because you think you're special, and you contract a known and highly infectious disease, so you can play cards against humanity or sing Star with your mates. Fucking brilliant. Well done. <laughs> and that's that's what really irritates. I know you've you're probably I I, I can, I can hear you Dan, wanting to share your your tales of woe, I think you've got a very good one to share. Yeah. Um, but it's just Pete, I wasn't doing that for fun, and I wasn't going out the house, and you know. Everyone's been affected. We talked about this before in different ways. With this pandemic now I've got nothing to cry about, but I, I, I did give up my freedoms because I was told or asked to, and eventually became law. So, why is it when I'm going out for my allocated daily exercise, a bunch of knobheads all going in coyly into a block of flats, clutching drinks under their arm and hastily closing the door behind them? You yeah, all mm-hmm. fucking live together because that's a two bed flat, mate. Unless you're in bunk beds and you're a little bit too old to do that, you don't fucking belong there. So get back in your fucking home. Yep. And that's just it's it's just flying in the face of people making their sacrifices, large or small. People are still doing what they've been asked to do for the greater good. So why is it that some people thought it was something which they didn't have to do? So fuck you. Then if I get it, I'm then a number. I'm then an R number. That then means that I then can't see my friends and family for even longer. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off yourself, you cunt. Get in the water. Oh, he dropped the C-bomb. It came to the very end, Dan. And apologies, and this is upset. But none of this last year and a half, none of this has been about the individual. It's been about about the collective. And the moment someone goes, you know what? I'm better than the collective. That's when you can fuck off.
2: What I mean?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't need to repeat anything you said, but especially during the first lockdown, um, before I moved, I I lived in a set of masonettes and there was a car park behind our masonettes. And two or three times, um, there was one of the blocks would have friends over and they'd have a barbecue and a gathering out in the back. And, you know, we're all following the rules that we've been set so we can sort of see our friends and family again sooner. But, you know, these, this lot were clearly breaking the rules. And, we, you know, we were often sort of told to report it. And in the end, I sort of gave up. And I'll tell you why. Mm. First time we reported it, nothing happened. Second time, nothing happened. And then the third time, I don't know if they caught wind or anything like that. Basically, when the police arrived an hour late, everyone had scarpered. There Too, was late. There. Too late. Too late. And I just thought, well, what's, what's the point? You know, I've I've done my bit. But I don't know, especially when I, I think we're sort of quite underfunded with our police force. Mm. It just it just wasn't you couldn't police it. But these people were getting away with it. It drove me insane. I mean, thankfully I got to the point where I've I i have moved and uh live in a house now and For a while, one of our next neighbors sort of had small gatherings, but it was quite noisy. She'd always like have karaoke with her friends or or whatever, it was quite annoying. But I just thought there's no point reporting it because nothing will get done, it kind of sucks. But yeah, no, I'm with you. The the people that sort of, so I guess, um, sort of ruined it for us, it's just, yeah, it's annoying. Maybe maybe we would, wouldn't would be here where we are now, but maybe we still would be. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess we'll never know.
1: No, but it's, it's just the, the sheer hubris of someone just to think that they, they are better than everyone else and the rules that apply to them. Yeah, no wise. I won't, you know, go see elderly relatives who, you know, they're on borrowed time or, you know, I, I won't, you know, I I want to, Catch up with you, Dan. I know Mike. I want to, to see my friends. Want to go for a beer, but you don't, because with the highly infectious disease at that time, no vaccine. It was a little bit dumb. So just to see people go, you know what? I'm all right. And to be fair, I don't want to tarnish a particular um, demographic, but these were younger people that I'd see gathering. And I'm like, yeah, you may not be affected, but you could be. You may have something that you don't know. You're going to be in hospital, and hopefully, you've got a hospital bed with your name on it, with the necessary equipment. But it's unnecessary that you put yourself in that situation when you haven't got safeguards. Mm. And it's just it's just selfishness, Dan. That's that's all it is. Yeah. Um, you can wait. You can do Zoom calls like everyone else, FaceTime, family, friends, whatever. You do not need to go around to your mates and have a party.
0: No, I think During even now, like, fucking pandemic. We're, we're both quite well behaved still. Like, we're still recording these episodes over over Zoom. I think we did one episode or two, actually, uh, just before Halloween last year, and mm. it's never really returned back to normal since. But, you know, maybe soon when things feel a little bit safer, perhaps, and we'll see yeah. see how things get on. But for now, we're going to be well behaved and do what we need to do. So, yeah, Dan, for me, those selfish assholes getting to see uh well i'm going to wrap mine up before we go into the listener with mm. it's a little bit more light-hearted fans of a band or artist who insist on telling them that they preferred their earlier stuff when a new album is released and i tell oh. this grinds my gears to no end uh, i'll tell you why because i like it when a band tries to challenge themselves and they try to release something different in the next album. And it could be the best album of their lives. Now, for example, you know, blink one eight two went from being this sort of pop punk band. And then they released the self-titled album 2003. And it was phenomenal. You know, no one complained, but now I think social media sort of amplifies these things because another one, my favorite bands, they always try to do something different with each album. And as soon as they released rituals, because it wasn't Screamo rock music that some of their fans were used to, they were calling the band out on social media going, This is shite. Why why are you releasing this? Why why can't musicians challenge themselves? Yeah, and evolve. And evolve, exactly. You know, they they have to do these things to broaden their musical spectrum i mean you, you don't have to like it if if you prefer the old stuff go listen to the old albums do you know what i mean mm. who cares i mean it's, it's happening with angels and airwaves at the moment they've got a new album out in september so most anticipated might do an album review i'm not sure yet mm. we'll see how i feel um they've released some new singles uh absolute bangers alex you know phenomenal uh, and i can see why tom long sort of saying this is possibly his best work in years it's cliche because you know all musicians say it but no people have to call him out going this is shite i prefer your old stuff well go listen to we don't need to whisper an i empire then i don't want to read your shitty comments about what you think be a bit positive Any band or artist that has
1: stood the test of time and managed to break through that second album, because I think it's, whether you know it or not, you'll recognise, if you know anything about music, that a follow-up to a debut is very, very difficult for an artist. Because there's so much pressure to be able to match it and do one better. So if they've got multiple albums out, and they're still being paid by a record label, and they're still being paid to do what they love, then they would have mixed things up. I mean, look at whether you like them or not. Look at the Beatles; they changed dramatically. If you look at the way they were uh, in the late fifties
0: to where they were ended up in the seventies. Mm. Same with the Beach Boys, because I think both bands were doing stuff that you know no one had even heard.
1: No, no, no. Different, and they were in different parts of their lives. You know, the Beatles famously you know were doing drugs, and they did a stint in India, and all those things influenced their music and and if they just did the same stuff as they did where you know two minute long songs fine but you're not going to evolve as an artist you're not going to bring new people on board and so you're just going to die a death because those
0: people get bored eventually anyway yeah exactly yeah 100% down i'm all the way for it for sure uh, you know, I sort of find bands that do sort of continue to sort of push the same sort of sound all the time. I do get bored. Um, you know, I love New Found Glory, but I don't know how many albums I need to listen to that are sort of sound the same back to back. You know, I, I want to hear bands being challenged. I want to hear that evolution, like you say. So, yeah, um, these so-called fans, you're going in the vault. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Bye. See ya. Uh, so on to the listeners, Alex. So what we'll do, we'll read out the comments and then we've got a couple of voice notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, Unfortunately, you might have to find a new co-host for, for the podcast with one of these voice notes. Oh. But when we get there, so we'll start off with Kyle. People with live, laugh, love, wall art get in the fucking <laughs> Um, Can you mark yourself
1: safe from that comment? I can. I, I'm adding my status update and there's no fear of me being uh, ditched to the sea with anything <laughs> like that in my house
0: yeah i i rent so i don't have anything like that but i don't i yeah i think my parents do so sorry mum sorry dad in you go uh next up we've got lee he says catch me a comet that's Ooh. scathing that is that's that's, that's got <laughs> a sting down yeah, I think he might have just sort of said that in tongue-in-cheek. But, um, you know, if, so. if people want to hear about Catch Me Comic, we've got parts one and two from earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. to you'll listen to my old band. But, yeah, looks like we're going in the vault. Um, I'm already going in once. I'm going in twice. Just for good measure. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ashley. He says, people with their own names tattooed on them, or say Bay and Yarl um yeah no i totally agree why do you need your own name tattooed on you yeah secondly Bay b-a-e shit saying get in the sea yes and and y'all so um i think this is more of a south north america thing like it's it's like hey Mm. y'all i didn't know that was a thing here
1: well it shouldn't be i
0: mean if if it's spoken where it's it's
1: originated that's fair enough because that's an identity and that's that's the um the way they speak. But in this country, um it does come across a little bit odd then,
0: I've got to say. Mm. Uh, next up we got Sean who bolted onto Ashley's comment. He said, Why do people have their kids' date of birth tattooed? Are they that thick, they cannot remember it?
2: I yeah, mean, it's an
1: interesting one. I mean, I don't I don't have a tattoo. I've always threatened one. My wife says no, if you do, then you'll get divorced. And that's probably a whole Ouch! different kind of conversation that we can spin off to, but we won't. But, um, yeah, I guess tattoos are quite personal and that, that may be important to them, but you're right, Dan. They know it, so why do they have to be reminded of it? I don't know. If, if it's part of a bigger tattoo, I don't know, maybe
0: there's some symbolism weaved in there, mm-hmm. perhaps. I don't know. I it's, yeah, I see the sentimental value in it. I mean, I, so I don't have kids and I, it's certainly not something I'd want to get tattooed on me, but... Well, sorry, guys. Sean's condemned you to, to the vault. Indeed. Uh, next up, we've got Dan. Um, this is probably more of an unpopular opinion, so it looks like I'm going into the vault for a third time and Uh-oh. you're being chucked in with me. Oh. The third... Se- no, the final season of Game of Thrones was a masterpiece. In my opinion, most people don't like no endings. Way. Same thing happened with final season of Lost. No ma'am, it's not about that. Who's that? Dan. That was
1: Dan, my namesake. Dan man, you're way off the mark. I don't mind a good series ending on a high.
0: Look at Daredevil season three. I don't know if I ever got that far, to be honest. I never oh, a... never got to finish oh, it.
1: Oh, there's a fantastic scene, Dan, on Kingpin and Karen. It's one of the best of modern TV script work and, 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 and directorship. It's brilliant. But all things aside I'm happy with something finishing on a high, but if it's finished poorly and we've invested, we talked about this before, Dan, about having mm. been burned by lost and by the TV shows. In fact, we've got cancelled ones uh, just a couple of months ago now, um, or weeks. I, I I understand in principle, but I know that Game of Thrones. We I mean, we sat through hours, fucking hours of brilliant <laughs> content, storyline, gratuitous naked bodies and swearing is everything that i love in, in a tv program and it's in a medieval you know British setting but what they did to those characters was just absolute murder I, no I, I, everyone's talked to their opinion right that's the whole point of this episode but i yep. don't agree with down on that one i'm sorry it's not for the sake of it it's just it was poorly handled
0: Uh, Well, interestingly, our next episode is going to be disappointing finale. So I have no doubt we'll dive into these two a little bit further. For sure. Uh, Next up, we've got Ray. She says, what really grinds my gears are people who, on finding out I'm gay, make a big show and dance about how totally okay with it they are. The implication being that I should be grateful and shouldn't have expected their acceptance.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, um, I mean, if 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 they chose to share that information, then you should be honoured, because that's something they they want to you know share with you. That's really really quite personal and mm. and their identity. The fact they're sharing it, I think, is 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 for the fact of you know they they anticipate that someone should just deal with it. So why anyone? I mean, I can't relate to 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 raise comments, but I can appreciate if you're sharing that you don't really give a fuck if someone's going to be like
0: yeah don't worry about it it's all good yeah exactly i don't know like, why people like i
1: fucking asked you i'm just telling you something surely
0: yeah i mean it's like when you're at this, it's awkward isn't it it's like when you're at a party and you sort of expl- you sort of you know explain that and then this person has to shout out about it to people that are coming over oh this is such and such and, this, and they're gay why does it matter if they're gay? Doesn't matter. Are we not an accepting society now? You know, I don't know. Because we were talking off air, weren't we, Alex? So we've we've both got a gay friend. We don't ever really love think it. of him as gay. It's just like oh, it's just it's just a person. It's just a person. You know, we we you know we love him to death, and that's it.
1: You know, it's yeah. just. Let's go back to what I said right at the beginning. You know, it doesn't matter. Like you judge people on their actions, not on sexual orientation or the way they look or where they come from judge them on what they say and what they do not because they subscribe to 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 something or other so i whilst i don't i don't understand you know what ray's gone through i can at least empathize because you know it's people just fuck off like yeah what why why am i inviting comment if they're sharing that fact you should be honored because otherwise i wouldn't bother yeah just accept some people, it. Some, people saying, it. some people say saying some people saying oh yeah oh yeah I've, I've got gay mates or I've got a black friend fucking well done but <laughs> what's that what's that got to do with anything you know it's just it's pointless information and it maybe it's that person you know, being being nervous or not having, knowing how to deal with it but that's on them right that's not on you so Ray 100% I totally emphasise where you're getting at um, people just deal with it it's 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 a not it
0: shouldn't be a big thing for them. No. Agreed. Uh, next up, we've got Jake. Um, well, oh, he's one word. And I think that pretty much explains oh. a lot of our gear grinders. People. Mm. People. They've got a lot yeah. of answer for, them. They do. I think we've just put a lot of people in the in Vault 101 and um, actually he's directly into the sea. Uh, next up, we've got Leighton. He's, he's put a couple... Uh, to to us, and I'm going to inadvertently drop the C bomb again because he's oh. put it into his in his comment. I'll tell you what Al, I'll tell you what fucks me right off. Mm. People that sit down in coffee shops before ordering. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Tracy. You take the only fucking seat in the whole place, even though there's 23. This <laughs> is great, by the way. Oh god, there's 23 people in front of your dickhead of a husband, yet to order. Don't be a cunt. Order, then find a seat, or you'll be drinking seawater very soon, you bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's that is that's
1: almost poetic. the mm. the, the The choice of words is brilliant. Yeah, it's it spot on, though, Dan. Because because you know Tracy's Tracy's useless husband is queuing up there, and you're behind him, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know, I've got a." We're all waiting. We're all going to get a, you know, all get a table. And then you get to the end of the queue. And they said, do you want takeaway or, or, or sit in? Looking around, man going, oh, I should be all right. I'll sit in. And everyone collects their coffees. And sure enough, no, there's no fucking seat available because everyone else queue dived. Queue mm-hmm. diving again, Dan. It's yeah. queue fucking diving. All that I've talked about, all the moan moaned about this episode is queue diving. And this is a version of it.
0: So I'm 100% with later on that one. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna bolt onto that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh tell what grinds my gears. It's it's when um, you know you go into a coffee shop and there's maybe there's someone in front of you and it's just you behind them. You know, there's no one else, it's it's pretty quiet. But they'll stand there for ages looking at the menu on the wall, debating what they're gonna get. And then they will be like, Oh yeah, we'll have six coffees, 12 croissants, and God knows what. And you're like, oh for fuck's sake, I only wanted a coffee. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Get in the sea. Uh, Leighton also adds Crocs. Um, and he says, "Yeah, what even are they? We have flip-flops, sliders, beach shoes, wellies, slippers. Why do we need Crocs? I only wear probably two types of shoes. Trainers or... Slippers.
1: Trainers. Trainers or trainers. Oh, I don't okay. slippers, but uh, yeah, what, what, I, I don't see the need. Uh, we're not in a country that needs to air your, thing, your feet out. Um, I've never been inclined to, to get any down, I think it's fair to say.
0: No, I mean, they're fucking ugly, aren't they? They're yeah. just just filthy. Um, Swiss cheese yeah. in your feet, aren't they, with all the holes? Yeah, I mean, pre-pandemic, um, shoes as well. So I've actually got a smart pair of shoes I wear to work. Um, but I haven't worn them for a while because, you know, I'm in the office when and when I am pretty much on my own, so there's no need to dress smart, yeah. go in my civvies, do my job, go home. No one, to see, no one, need, no one needs to see me. Uh, next up, we have got Kelly. She says, people who knock on your door to buy gold and when you say no, keep going on at you because everyone has something, even if it's only one earring. Then after what? saying... Then after another no thanks, they ask if they can check your jewellery box at the door. What? Yeah, sure. I'm going to do that. Is this a thing? This is a thing. So Have I actually sort of dived in. I, um, I've never had anyone at my door wow. ask and see gold, but I, I hate gold. Well, they a goblin or
1: something? Is that a modern day <laughs> goblin? That's, that's a really odd concept. Well, I wanted to, I guess, buy your jewellery off you because of the value of That's really strange. I've never, I've never heard that before, Dan.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. I've never heard of it either. Um but yeah, you know, I've had strange. I've had the political campaign, I've had the odd Jehovah's
1: Witness and they're fine and I'll, I'll let them, you know, speak at me even if I you know I don't affiliate myself with, with their religion. I still give them the time. But someone an actual gold digger, yeah. that's fascinating.
2: And no, also no.
0: really creepy. Yeah. No, you can't get them a fucking I mean house. sometimes you get the odds um well, I suppose the odd pikey well, that want to scrap metal, but Yeah, I've never heard of that. I genuinely find that quite bizarre. I mean, not in Portsmouth anyway. I think this is sort of more fair in Southampton way. Yeah, I mean, stay away from my house. You're not having my gold. Not that I've actually got any. (laughs) (laughs) If I had some, you're not entitled to it, so fuck off. So, yeah, I mean, just in general, cold callers can get in the sea. I don't want to hear about politics or religion Uh, I don't want to know if mate up the road is having his windows cleaned do I want mine done no not really just chuck a flyer through my door or something if I'm interested I'll give you a call Mm. whatevs Uh, and then last up Alex is from the hive mind of the bride tribe so um, I think if people go back to our birthday episode they'll find out why I'm a bridesman They pitched in together and said societal expectations. Mm. So that's societal expectations. And if you're wondering what they mean, uh, we're talking about people that, you know, you go to a party or you catch up with friends or family and they go, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? Why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? When are you going to buy a house? Uh, When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Well, I'll tell you what. When are you gonna get a degree? Mm. S- same question, just slap back down. A different yeah, exactly, a slap back. Yeah. I d I I don't get it. You know, we're we're of a generation now, I think we're not relaxed per se. You know, I don't think I mean as as friends, you know, we we don't sort of really have those expectations. We sort no. of just do it as and when, don't we, right? So but people st-
1: people grow up at different not grow up people have different experience at different times so you know traditionally you would pretty just go straight into work and then in more recent decades you expected them to do university and then they've taking another route and going actually shit we've got too many people at university go straight into work and so you've got a mix of people who've gone different routes different lifestyles people have had kids soon after school people who don't have kids because that's not and that's fine but yeah 100 percent, i get it um why should it be of anyone's say-so or ask the question? It's down to you, right? If you if you want to do what you want to do, it's your life.
0: Yep, exactly. So societal expectations, you're going in the vault. But I've got some, Dan, that I got from the, the social as well. So
1: um, i got Howard. Howard said, uh, people who occupy an entire island in the supermarket, so uh, we'll have that coming up very shortly, but yeah. Just get out of the way, get your ass out of the way, uh, and move along. You don't this,
0: need You don't need to be be hogging the aisles, yeah. Is this the Howard's that did the uh, Star Wars episode with us? Indeed, it was, yes. yes,
1: all the way back from season god knows what a couple of years ago. Um, and there wasn't, it was eight, 18 months, wasn't it? Beginning of this, yeah, it was uh, during the first lockdown. It was, um, it's just Howard. Now we've got, um, a fellow grammar Nazi. It's the only time that I'll say it in a positive sense, that term uh, or that title. Uh, Emma says people using their wrong there, there, or there. Yep. So T H E I R, T H E R E, or T H E Y apostrophe R E, or your or you are, or spelled the same way. People who don't know grammar. And it is. It does grind my gears a little bit. I do find yeah. myself not being that person. Just have nothing to say on a social media post, other than asterisks and I correct them. I don't do it, but I'd love to
0: because they're yeah. embarrassing. So Tempting, just to add to that, lose or loose. Uh, you know, oh yeah. Why do people watch? say easy one. Po- "oh Pompey are loosing? So no, it's their losing. Get it right. It's not a double O. It's just single O. So we well- need. To- Oh. On, on on a similar note, Emma then continues as people
1: mispronouncing specifically as pacifically. Well, that's not even a thing, and that's actually a C. <laughs> it's not Pacific; it's specific, or specifically, not Pacific or pacifically, because that's not even a thing. So, um, similar things there, but yeah, people who just don't know how to to wield the English language. Um, Alistair has got a good one one that I actually share. So folks that don't acknowledge when you open a door for them.
2: Oh, right, cheers yeah. then.
1: I'll just stand here. You know, you've gone out of your way to open the door, is let someone ahead of you or to come in, whatever the scenario is. And people just think, yeah, fine, fuck you. I'm entitled. I won't let you not?" I'm going out of my way to acknowledge that I, I want you to go first because, you know, I'm being polite. Again, it's bushness. I keep on saying that. Mm. Um, and they just go, yeah. That you're right. You are my slave. You are to get out of my way.
0: Oh no. uh, yeah. I feel the I feel that pain. Um not so much for my current employer, but when I was with my previous employer, you know, you'd hold the door for your colleagues, but you would get no response. I'd just be like, Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just rude. Disrespectful. Um
1: we have got another, Tom. He says, I don't want these t- in supermarket shopping, by the way. Uh, I don't want these tins of beans. Beans now, I'll dump it right here by the cereal, when actually it's two hours away. FFS. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Now, someone coming from that that area of of retail, Dan, you can probably uh, understand it more than most about you know the laziness of of people just not returning stuff where they're supposed to. But yeah, you'll you'll go into you'll go pick up I don't know, my son's uh, nappies at the time or his baby wipes, and there will be a fucking pastry there. <laughs> why the fuck is there a Danish pastry sat next to fucking nappies? Or why is it that I go to pick up a, you know, a bag of pasta and right next to it is a full blown chicken? <laughs> yeah. Chicken. Doesn't like, make sense. Why? It? What kind of decision did you make when you were there at the aisle that prompted you to drop off that item and couldn't even be bothered to take it back? Dan, I go out of my way to return something if I haven't bought it yet and it's not where it's supposed to be, I will go back to where I got it from and put it back.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So
1: why people can't be fucked to do it is, uh, is beyond me. Um, we've got, uh, one from Dave. He says, isolation. Uh, and I think we can all agree, Dan, we've all been isolated to some extent or other, uh, unless you're six people clutching beers who, um, Mm-hmm. are now at the bottom of the sea. Um, we've all been isolating like good human beings uh, or, or, or law-abiding. Um, and recently having to do self-isolation was an absolute kick in the nuts. So I do agree with that one. Um, we've got another one, actually. So this is um, Chris. He says, slow people who walk together and block the pavement in front of me. You'll hear that one there in, in, in a little while. Uh, I can stab them, you see? A bit, <laughs> That's a bit um, savage. A bit savage, but but fair, I guess. Um, don't do it, please. But yes. Um, and We've got one from Sally, who says, dog poo left on the ground. Yep. Why eat that?
0: If you can look after uh, another animal, you pick up this shit. Exactly. Do you know what? I can't remember where I was, actually. I think I was walking home from work the other day, and... You know when you sort of like you put your foot in dog muck and it sort of slides. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that happened. I thought, oh, what the fuck was that?" And I looked; it was like just a massive smear of shit across the yep. floor. <sighs> just pick it up. You know, you you must have like poo bags. Even better, do you know what I've for my cat and its cat litter tray? I've got a scoop. And I bought a load of nappy bags, Tesco value ones, like five hundred for a quid. There you go. sorted. I scoop it in. Tie it up and away it goes until I'm ready to clean this little tray. Job done. Just just do that. And you know, there's some people with dog walkers and like,
1: look, hold my hands up. I've never had a dog, I've always wanted one. So I do talk as though I, I don't have a dog, but I have seen owners who have the bags in the, the dog harness or the dog covers. Have you seen those, Dan? You know, like yeah. they're usually by the company Canine. Um, other brands are available, I'm sure. I just don't know them. And uh, they've got little pockets in his yeah. vest that his dog wears and you know, you've know you got all manner of things but it, it has its own bags why not spend a little bit of money on your dog that you can clearly love and look after it and if you don't have something you know I don't know, just deal with it kick it out of the way, do something but there's too many people who, who just don't bother and there's more than a couple of roads down where I used to live in, in Portsmouth where people would use it as a cut through to the common Mm. i'm not saying that i'd want to do it there because actually people use that as a recreational ground they kick footballs they have picnics they do barbecues so i much prefer it's not there but why fucking do it at all exactly pick up your shit from your family member because that's the way you should be treating them i do not want to be stepping there. i do not want to have to be running the gauntlet when i'm walking to it from my house it's just grinds my gears down so that's a really good one
0: Yep. fantastic and we've
1: got another one from another dan and they say when people hand you a cup of tea with their fingers around the rim instead of using a handle.
0: Oh no, no one needs now, that in their life. Um,
1: we don't need that extra flavor. Uh, I think it's fair to say. And even now, I think it, we must think differently to the way we were before in terms of cleanliness and, and, and how we interact with people. And sure enough, I I won't won't be doing that. Um so yeah, I know they may be offering a handle to you. It's not lost upon me that they're doing it because they don't want you to hurt yourself because if you're handing a your mug to someone right you've got you're holding the handle so what are they going to do but put, put it down and let them pick up the handle. Yeah don't don't touch the rim because well I won't I be so vulgar as to describe what you could have been doing with your hands, but you're relying upon someone to be clean or you know, to, to have good hygiene and that's as we you know that's not always the case.
0: Yeah. agree with that one, especially in current times indeed uh onto the voice messages alex um let's start off with gemma's but first let's just rewind for a moment to our black widow episode and hear what i said uh next up we got gemma who said i absolutely loved it and she put loved Mm. it in the big capitals I guess some people are probably easier to please than us but I mean this is why we do the podcast <laughs> we have to break this stuff down um, uh, it's interesting I, that I think you simultaneously
1: cast shade on us <laughs> and, and on Gemma in one foul swoop then
0: uh, I some have no easier to please uh, she's part of the, the bride tribe so I've no yeah. doubt she'll be whatsapping me after this episode um, giving me some grief but yeah <laughs> So that's what I said. Oh. Um, and it appears that I'm going to be destined for the Mariana Trench because let's hear the first half of Gemma's message. Do you know what really grinds my fucking gears? Friends begging you to do voice notes or comments for their podcast and
1: then throwing shade all over you.
0: Oh, boy. I mean, that's scathing, mm. right? You did ask for it, though, Dan. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Casting shade. Um, inadvertently as well. It was quite an instant call, oh, yeah. I think. But it was. It's all in uh, delivery, though. As I say, I did say that you know she's probably gonna come and get me for that, and uh, she did. Um, mm. she took her opportunity, and you know, this episode, Room One Hundred and One, I'll I'll see myself in. Indeed. But what was her second message, Alex? Let's have a listen.
2: Why
1: is it men think football is an excuse not to do anything or to turn up late to work when they're meant to be building my bloody extension? Builders. Yeah. And actually, anyone who thought that they could skive off work to watch an England game, I mean, you're you're paid to do the job and you're you're paid to get in at work at a normal time. Doesn't matter if it's extra time. Doesn't matter if it's penalties. Doesn't matter if you want the extra beer or not. If you want to get paid, you fucking it when you're supposed to. Yeah. So, 100%, I agree.
0: I totally agree, and I can relate to that. So, um, on the day of the England-Germany game, uh, we had a plumber had to come over to sort out a leak under one of our kitchen cupboards. Oi, oi. This sounds it's... like the beginning of a porno, Dan. Oh, I wish it was. I mean, it's not that, <laughs> saucy. It's not that saucy, to be honest. It's not even racing. So, guy comes over, takes the shelf out of the cupboard... So, you can, can almost hear here. the saxophone music in the background. <laughs> can we lay it under the collar? Is there any way we can layer some sax music underneath this story?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a go. Oh, beautiful. So, so anyway, anyway, set the scene. So, yeah, the door goes. The door goes. This strapping man who's, who's a little bit sweaty with the sun glistening off his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've seen too many of those. Um, uh, sorry, I, I
0: digress. Sorry, Dan. So, anyway, he comes in, he takes, takes off his pants. Awesome. <laughs> he comes in he takes the shelf out of the cupboard so he can get in properly you know so he's, the middle shelf's out he's leaned up against the wall oy, oy. cuts a chunk out of the cupboard so he can get to this broken pipe he replaces it and he says I'll be back between four to five o'clock uh, just check there's no, no more leaks and I'll put your shelf back in so obviously roll on five o'clock I've just finished work sat down for the England-Germany game and I'm waiting for him he doesn't show up Alex Nope. He's in the He doesn't the come. He still hasn't turned up, and I should probably make my landlord aware that you know this, this shelf still isn't fixed or put back in properly. But the leak's fine, you know, that's sorted. Happy days. So um feel your pain, Gemma. Uh, and next up we've got Claire. What really winds me up? is when I'm out running and there's a group of people or there's a couple holding hands and they literally do not want to part from each other just to let you pass so I'm right on the edge of the pavement and I still end up going out in the road like, I don't want the whole pavement but I'd also like
2: to not get run over you know
0: yeah I totally agree with that uh, people that take up the pavement so when you get groups mm. of people two or three people and you know even like pre pandemic, you, dude, dude, you used to do my head in. I just want to get past, I, like, yeah. I say, driving, um, when I'm walking, same thing. I want to get to A to B as quickly as I can. Job done. I and, don't want to be stuck behind you. No, no. And I was going to say the, the Britishness in me, if, if I'm holding up
1: with a group of people, you know, family or friends or whatever, I'm literally throwing myself in harm's way so I don't hold up someone behind me. I'm so overly polite, damn. <clears throat> I'm apologetic. I'm, I'm so sorry. Please go past. And I, I'll be throwing my, my my son into the road with me on oncoming traffic just so I don't hold people up behind me. So, yeah, for people that don't have that that awareness, it's just it's unacceptable, Dan.
0: Yeah. And uh, personal space, you know, I, I totally get it, uh, especially during a pandemic. I don't want people sort of like climbing over me so they can look at the shelves or get something just wait cuz you know again I'm the sort of shopper I want to go in I want to get out as quickly as I can I'm not going to be there for long but then you have got all these I, I'm bolting on to someone else's gear grinds tell what bugs me alex it's like when you're in a supermarket you're waiting to get to a certain point mm. now I'm quite a patient person but why do people have to sort of stand there you know in the in the meat aisle, for example, why do they have to hold something up for so long and look at it? Just hurry up, pick yeah. your meat, so I can get there because I'm literally just going to pick up the first packet I see with a good date on it, and I'm off. He's off. He's off. It's not like you you don't know what you're looking at. You've, you you can bet your
1: ass you've seen that item before. You know what to expect. Why, wow, Dilly,
0: dally? Exactly. Get on with it. So. For Volume 1, I think Vault 101 OTT style is quite full. Um, But we've got some poor bastards that are surrounding it with... Wow, well, you've you've chained them to, to bits of concrete, Alex. Yeah, they're going into, into the water. And I have no doubt that we'll do a Volume 2 in the near future because, to be honest, I've laughed my head off throughout this episode. You've probably not heard it because I'm sort of like stifling it. Um, But yeah, phenomenal. What an episode! It's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, Alex, that is it for another week. Um, um. Well, next time we want to know dis- your disappointing finales. So, um, yes. as as you would have heard earlier, you know we were talking about the finale of Game of Thrones and Lost, which I'm sure we'll dive more into. Tell us some TV series or films where you got to the end and you thought, "Well, that was a little bit shite." Oh, we're going to do films as well? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's brilliant. mix it up. Let's do films as well, because I've got a couple in there that I'm sure I could... Yeah, let's mix it up. Yeah. I
1: let's mean that's time. Not to drag it out, down, but very, very quickly, because I won't use this one in the next episode. I recently watched Solo, as in yep. um, the Star Wars film, uh, and I'd waited this long because people don't speak highly of it, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to dabble in a bit of Disney+, Plus. and sure enough, it was there. Uh, and... Jesus, was it the biggest pile of crap I've ever watched. But it could have ended so much more better than it did. Because uh, you know the ending, you know he survives, you know that he, he sticks out with Chewbacca. But it was just it was pointless. And he had Darth Maul. Darth fucking Maul who's got <laughs> no, no place in that timeline. Who who we, last we saw was cut in half. And I know in the books he doesn't die, etc, etc. And A lot of people may not know that. But why is he in that film? Why is he behind the scenes? Do you know he's i Am I spoiling it for you, by the way?
0: No, I no. no. Uh,
1: to be honest, I wasn't that bothered. Don't, mate. It's fucking terrible. I'm sorry if I spoiled it. I'm sorry to anyone you. else.
0: I should trust but... you after Fantastic Beasts too. Fuck it. Oh,
1: hell. Jesus! They're making a third. But anyway, um, it's so bad. You're like, well, well, you just dropped it in there. It's a big reveal. Um, why? Like, like, just, just, just no, you. It was easy. with the ending, just vain lightly, line us up to go into A New Hope, and we'll then pick up the character then a couple of decades later. But no, even they fuck that up, and that's very, very difficult to do, because there's no ambiguity about where that character is going at the end of that film. So yeah, uh, there's plenty of them out there. I'm going to dust off quite a few, because there's quite a few endings. You just go, come on, guys. I've just sat through I've invested all my time. I've ignored my family. I am not seeing friends, not at the pub. I'm here to watch this and you've let me down. So I think I'm really going to enjoy that one. It's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good fun. I'm looking forward to writing out my notes while I'm chilling out over in Ireland next week. Oh, yeah. Or to, well, at the time of the recording, I'll already be there. Well, when this episode drops, should I say, I'll already yeah, be, there. be there. Yeah, you'll be there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chilling out and uh, to hammering these notes out in, in the evenings. Oh yes. Looking forward to it. Now if you want to get in touch and let us know, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at on the topic pod. And if you want to leave us a voice message, I usually put a link in the comments. Follow that link, it'll take you through to Anchor, where you can leave us a voice message and be a part of the show like Claire and Gemma. Oh yes. Uh, and Alex, we've got a blog. We have we've got a website, it's a uh, WordPress, it's very, very
1: simple, all one word, all lowercase on the topic podcast dot so on the topic podcast you can use that to listen to all of our back catalogue you don't have to use any of your providers if you don't wish to it's all there to stream at your leisure. and on there or we, we also have our bios so you can see our ugly mugs and you can read about you know what we're at um and we've got links to our partner uh, affiliated content, one of which is Morbid and Mundane. We both support Joey's local talent in Portsmouth and his fantastic GARMS. So have a look. It's a treasure trove of good time relevant content. Uh, visit the website, give us some love. Uh, and that's something that you can go and visit whenever you wish.
0: Indeed. Uh, we've got people voting, Alex. Um, we. I mean, this won't be until maybe early next year. We'll be doing a review of Cobra Kai Series 4, oh, yeah. as we've discovered it is being released at the end of December. Sure is. Um, sex Education at Season 3 next month. Looking forward to that. Oh, that's it's going to be a good thing. um I mean, we weren't too sure, but people have voted for Alex. They want us to talk about Marvel's What If uh, on Disney Plus, right. uh, which will be dropping the same day this episode does. Uh, it's also MCU canon, so uh, I mean, that's our it bread is. and butter here at the, uh, on the topic. So get involved. Let us know your thoughts on any of these things once they come uh, come around in the future. But keep an eye on those socials. Uh, give us some love. Come talk to me on Twitter. I'm always on there. Um, keep me keep me distracted from work.
1: A very valid cause indeed.
0: Yep beautiful well it is time to sign off um, yes. i think ports of harbour is well and truly loaded at the moment it is it's chock-a-block the ships can't go past for
1: fear of running aground on all of the people that we have dedicated to the to the
0: briny depths indeed for another week i've been dan and i've been alex and we'll see you next time